0: Welcome to Back of House, Front of Mind, presented by Healthy Mind Menu. I am Angela. And I'm Paisley, and we will be your hosts. Healthy Mind Menu is an industry-led initiative that recognises a key ingredient in hospitality is its people. Our mission is to improve the lives and normalise conversations around mental health for those working in the hospitality industry. Each
1: episode, we'll be diving into different topics related to mental health and chatting with experts and friends in the industry. So join us sit back and let's make sure mental health in the hospitality industry
0: is always on the menu. You can visit our website at healthymindmenu.au for more resources and information and also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mind Menu.
1: Before we start this podcast, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land on which we are recording today, the Wadjuk people. We would like to acknowledge their elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land.
0: In this episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Bridget LaGrove, a seasoned hospitality professional with over three decades of experience. Bridget currently serves as the venue manager at Island Market Trigg, but has successfully owned and operated two coastal venues in Perth. Bridget's remarkable journey in the hospitality industry began as a waitress at the Subi Hotel, where she gradually rose to a supervisor role before making her mark at the Ridges Hotel on Hay Street in Perth City. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, Bridget.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: We're really looking forward to getting to know you.
2: lots to know, lots (laughs) lots of stories to tell. That's exciting. We should have brought the popcorn.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start with a bit of an easy one. Tell us how you spend your days.
2: Well, I'm a bit of a night owl and a bit of an early bird as well. And I like to start my days in a very, as positive as, as possible. So I've gotten into this quirky habit of watching Instagram reels and laughing at funny things that people do and actually just this is while I'm lying in bed still so I'll spend probably half an hour just having a really good laugh about crazy things that people do and I find that that really sets the tone my day. Sometimes I'll share them with friends that appreciate that kind of humour and and brighten their time as well. Mornings are very much about setting myself up for the day and that includes as much self-care as I can get in. Whether that's a walk around to my local lake while I warm up my sauna maybe do a little bit of exercise let's just um, pause a minute you have a home sauna yeah I'm yeah I just I just had it, it. last week <laughs> oh, okay. oh that's the bad it's really I did have one for you know for several years and the health benefits from that are just incredible it, it's a little bit of a disciplinary thing for me as well which is much like a commitment to to exercise I suppose so I sit in the sauna for 30 minutes at 60 to 65 um, degrees and it is really I'll put music on through the Bluetooth and or listen to podcasts which i found really helpful it makes the time go a little bit quicker it can be quite challenging if I'm listening to music I, I make a commitment to myself not to check the timer until it gets to the end of each song because it really like it is intense but it's a time to, to reflect I suppose um, and just to completely switch off you know, from everything and sweat it out like a crazy thing. Getting out of that and then having a cold shower is just like, you know, it's kind of like shocking <laughs> the body into, yeah, just to feeling alive and being, I suppose, physically at a point where I feel clear and ready to uh, to take on whatever it is that I'm doing. So, yeah, that self-care thing is really important to me. I'm quite fortunate that I don't have to work early mornings. It's that It's that setting myself up for the day, I guess it's really important to me you know having some fruit and yogurt or you know tea or just you know eating well and getting that um getting that mindset whether it's a bit of sunshine doing house chores yeah <laughs>
0: but getting the basics out of the way i love that you say that reels is a quirky habit because i mean as a millennial i'm like we're all trying to like not be too addicted <laughs> and so i love <laughs> the healthy balance that you have with being able to enjoy it a little bit and then put it away yeah yeah, and I, yeah, if it takes 20 minutes for my sauna to warm
2: up, that's <laughs> like, okay, that's enough. But it's just, I am a very naturally positive, bright, chirpy kind of person. And I guess that has been developed over time, you know, that I've been in hospitality because you sort of have to, you know, you have to be that or you have to want to have that lightness about you. So, yeah, I've just found it laughing at people's expense, I suppose, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the the crazy fails and that sort of thing. But I just think laughter is, you know, the perfect way to start the day.
1: And I think everybody always talks about the algorithm of, you know, Instagram and TikTok and things like that, but you can build your own algorithm by showing yourselves these kind of positive videos and things. Mm. I mean, mine's full of, like, recipes and dogs and stuff. Yeah. But it's I, – I think by, you know, you, you would have a very different algorithm. But I think, you know, technology knows what we need to see. Sometimes shows us things we don't want to see, but it's yeah, an interesting way to – That's right. And I get a lot of crazy cat, you know, (laughs) zoomies because
2: I'm quite into cats. A lot of work memes as well, you know, that crazy co-worker and that sort of thing. But it is it's interesting how it picks up, you know, what you're into.
1: And can you tell us a little bit about your career in hospitality?
2: So I grew up in New Zealand and came over here straight out of high school as a 17-year-old. I had a very unusual opportunity to come over here. I was curious about hospitality because of my desire to travel. So I started out in the Subiaco Hotel working in the back bar, you know, where the pool tables and all the old old boys drinking their ponies were working and I learnt, you know, to pull a beer basically and to understand I suppose the, the you know, the drinking culture of those you know, they were residents at the time in the Subi Hotel, that's how long ago it was. But that was my motivation actually to you know, to learn hospitality was that I knew eventually I wanted to travel and it was one industry that I knew I could take anywhere with me um, so I started there and then I worked in a little little cafe in Subiaco I basically begged this guy to give me a job as a as a kitchen hand that was my first opening to get out on the floor and he trained me and he tra- he trained me really well because he taught me about the basics you know like if you're wiping down a table don't look at the table that you're wiping. Look around, you know. Look around, ready for eye contact with with guests. Um, working out what you're gonna what you're gonna do next. So it was quite an old school way of 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 training, and and it's something that I've taken with me, you know, on my thirty plus year journey. Um, and and use that as a you know as a guide to how I train people now because it is really about the basics. So yeah, I ended up coming to section waiter, loved that. Then I travelled overseas, so lived in the UK in the southwest of England for about eighteen months. Worked in a couple of restaurants there, and then returned to Perth and was then working for an exploration company, six weeks on, one week off, which was, you know, that was the norm back then. And we were working in you know remote areas of the Pilbara. I was on a helicopter project. So it was a very, very small team. We had geologist, helicopter pilot, the engineer, there was me. I was sort of responsible for, you know, cooking the meals each day. There'd be a couple of field assistants and the day would consist of very early starts. We'd get up, I'd make breakfast for them. We'd head out, you know, it's like a field assistant as well. So we'd head out into, you know, remote areas that, you know, and that were pegged with areas that they wanted to explore, that perhaps there was, you know, potential um, minerals there that they were looking for. That was really exciting. You know, you'd spend seven, eight hours out in the field, flies everywhere, <laughs> collect, collecting soil samples, and then we'd go back to camp uh, and, you know, cook the dinner um we were living in tents we you know if we needed to go to the toilet we took a shovel um it was very very basic but it was a really great experience a very grounding experience and working just in a very very small tight team mm. it was yeah it was it was a really interesting time so i did that p- for probably about 2 years and then came back to perth permanently and started working at the subi hotel Again, in its, you know, in its reformed it's a manner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, with a good friend of, of mine and she, you know, I just went in there one day and she's like, "Bridge, come and work with me. So I loved that. I really enjoyed being back in that environment and it was very, it was it was a challenging time, I guess, in a sense that it was, it was around the time where people were being more conscious about responsible service of alcohol. Um, and I, I recall very, I won't say fondly, but the first time that I actually had to refuse service to to someone over the bar and it was quite heated and it was very, very confronting but I learnt a lot out of that and I think, you know, around that time the, you know, the education around it the information around it was just sort of, you know, coming out so it was a, it was a pivotal time in, in hospitality prior to that it was sort of like just everyone did whatever they wanted to do but um, I suppose... You know things started to change and and our responsibilities, you know as as um, you know servers of alcohol really you know became highlighted. so it was it was really interesting. And you grow up very quickly having to deal with situations like that and situations where you have to hold your ground, you know and explain reasonably to somebody who is reaching or has reached intoxication. Mm. So, it was very challenging and i matured a lot industry-wise through that through that period and having to also teach and train other people to you know to be able to acknowledge or understand or identify those situations where you're at very high risk of breaking the law by not managing the situation correctly so it was yeah, it was a really really interesting time in the in the industry which has only progressed 1000 fold since then and you know and I think people understand it You're, or the customer understands a lot more what our responsibilities are which are, you know they're very serious from there i went on to work in a couple of other um, a couple of other restaurants i was part of the opening team of the ridges hotel in the city which was you know a 400 plus room four and a half star hotel with a venue like a, a restaurant that was based on the ground floor. So, unlike a lot of hotels where they, you know, that they are only frequented by hotel guests, this was right on, you know, on the front of Hay Street, and it was it went crazy. And not only were we, you know, dealing with you know a brand new venue and you know hundreds of guests coming in, there was also you know the passers by, the people that were walking in off the street. So it was probably one of the biggest challenges sometimes I was like what on earth am I doing here (laughs) you know the general manager was you know popping toast into the toaster on a buffet breakfast one day it was a real eye-opener and it was a really exciting time in you know in hospitality in Perth that was like in the in the mid-90s left there several years later to have my first child. After that went into business with my then husband, a lovely little place on the coast which we rebranded and yeah opened the doors and it was like bang. But we were living the dream you know that was something that we always wanted to do. He's a chef, had worked in some really prominent places in, in Perth and that was the plan. You know, hospital couple. Day, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We met over the pass, funnily <laughs> enough, in you know, at um at one stage at the Subic Hotel. So it was a bit of yeah, it was one of those lovely, you know, hospitality stories and we went on to yeah, to open our open our own um venue. A few years later did a second one not far away, also in North Beach. And then had a second child and the number of people that, you know, warned against going into business, you know, and having a having a young family. It was like, what? Things, you know, everything fell into a place and it, it, there was no, oh, well now's not the right time. It was just the right time and we were very lucky to have two sets of very supportive parents that understood what it was going to take for us to be a, to be in business and the type of hours that that we would be working and we we lived the dream there was a lot to you know a lot of hard work a lot of um a lot of stress but a lot of satisfaction as well from actually setting your mind to doing something and and having such a love and a passion for hospitality to go on to you know to open your own venues and for them to be successful you know the, the first one I remember, we were taking a, a holiday down south and Ben, my then-husband, got a call from Rob Broadfield saying that he'd just been in for lunch and knew that we weren't there and wished us a great trip and he said it was an absolute killer. It was amazing and, you know, like the satisfaction that we got from that was, yeah, it was incredible. It was sort of like, yeah, you know, we're doing things right and there's the sense of satisfaction that comes from that. You know, the hard yards, the blood, sweat, the tears, the you know, the stress levels... To get that kind of acknowledgement and recognition just made it all worth it and it's not all about the reviews but for us personally being you know being quite young and being young parents at that time and being able to just juggle it all and, and make it happen was really um, humbling and really 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 satisfying that's huge two
0: yeah. kids two businesses yeah, yeah. crazy it's crazy huge wild. And crazy wild <laughs> yes yeah.
2: Yeah, so we sort of went on from you know from from that point running two at one stage, which was just that was a bit mental, um, you know, spread a little bit too thin. Again, we had great support around us, and we were achieving, you know, things that we set out to do, and it was a it was a really great feeling to, you know, to be able to do that. It you know it paid its price, you know, the the pure stress long hours the you know the workload you know the challenges with staffing you know they took its toll and and it did you know it cost us our marriage in the end we've you know we've got two grown-up boys now and we've still got a really good relationship together and I think you know it's really nice to be able to celebrate our successes and our wins and not go you know and not having Mm. regrets about about what we went through because we achieved exactly what we wanted. To achieve and doesn't always work out, you know,
0: as we would would hope it would, but it's worked out actually really well. So where did you go from there? You know, did it take a while to sort of build the energy, the fuel tanks back up again? Not so much to build up, but I did go through a period of thinking,
2: oh my goodness, like nearing fifty by then. It's like who wants to, who wants to employ like a you know fifty year old? you know, restaurant manager and how's that going to look for me and how's that going to feel having spent the last 15 years running my own businesses. So it was a little bit confronting but I kind of jumped straight back in there and it was at a, you know, at a time where there was a lot of opportunity in hospitality and I landed to myself. I decided I wanted to work at a particular place and then they advertised and I got the job and I was and I was there and I was doing it, you know. And, and since then I have you know I've moved around a little bit for a couple of different reasons I I think it's really important for me to be to really be behind the product and really be behind um you know the essence of what a place has got to what it got what it's got to offer and and a lot of that is like a food style a lot of that is about culture I'm a very nurturing style of um, hospitality person when it comes to my people And I understand the importance of building strong working relationships and, you know, creating a a, a positive working environment where people, you know, if they rock up to work and they see my car in the car park, they don't go, oh no, she's here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I want them to look forward to coming in to work because they know that they will have my support and they will have my fun factor and I will give them the tools to be able to do the job that I need them to do and we will have a lot of fun while we do it. That's that's vital to me, you know, that that feeling not only that they get, but the feeling that they give. So when a guest walks into a restaurant, I want them to feel that that fun, that vibe, that welcoming you know, it's old school. It's just a you know it's a very it's a very, very important thing to me. That's what I want to feel when I walk into a venue. I want to feel, you know, acknowledged. I want to feel welcomed and I want to feel excited about, you know, about being there. And if you can if you can drive that through your through your team to to create that kind of feeling, you know, you're there, but you're also having to rely on a lot of people to make that success, I guess, mm. you know, to 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 pull it all off.
1: And how do you foster that fun amongst the team?
2: I think it's always important to, you know, to brief initially um, and I like to I would come up with motivational quotes that would be a little bit quirky or something like that but I would also include them in that the information session I suppose before we start shift and to focus on certain things but to also to build them up to make them feel proud about what they're about to to move into it's a very very challenging industry and it's a very hard job at times but I think with the right kind of approach and motivation and support and that fun factor then they can go out there and they can do their best work and that's all you know all I can all I can expect from them um, is you know I suppose display that that genuine care and concern for the for the guest experience Um, and if they can do that then it makes it so much more enjoyable because I feel that sort of what you know, what energy you put into it is exactly what you'll get out from the guest. And it's very rewarding and very satisfying to get, you know, that credit, get the, the compliments. You know, that's what I'm addicted to in, in the industry is actually making that difference. I don't do mediocrity very well. I, mm-hmm. I I aim very high and I like my team to know what it feels like to really make that difference in an, in an environment that, um, you know, people are... That's what they're looking for. That's, you yeah. know, what they take away, personalisation of, of the the experience. Sure, it is about the food. It is about the wine. It is about the, you know, beautiful cocktails. It is about the views, you know, the environment. But what they will take away with them is how they, how they were made to feel.
1: And feedback comes in a variety of forms. It's not just the review, which is, it's great getting those reviews, but it's seeing the customer's face and feeling and how they kind of react to the venue as well, which is yeah great for all of the staff to see.
2: You know, over the you know, last c- couple of decades, I suppose you really understand the power of social media as well and, and review platforms. Mm. So it does t- makes us carefully about the way that we
0: interact with people, which are handy, they're good tools and good motivators. Absolutely. After so much time in the industry of being there to support your staff, um, giving energy to the business, you know, bringing fun, what do you do in your own personal time to sort of give back to you? <laughs> like, how do you find that energy balance? Quietness. I yeah, um, okay. yeah, I don't, I have to admit,
2: I've become, I suppose, quite reclusive because I'm just on the go all the time when I'm at work and talking, 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 and whether that's, you know, um, directing people or whether it's, you know, speaking with guests or chefs or it is just nonstop and it is it's really high energy. So I find I stop and I get home and I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I listen to music, I stroke my cat, I sit in a lot of, you know, quiet. I love – my my home's my haven, basically. I, I just like to, you know, sit in, in quietness and, you know, look at pretty things. And and that's, that's changed over time, you know. I used to knock off work and we'd sit around and have staffies or – I'd go out dancing or you know do do something like that, but now yeah, it's just changed a little bit. And I think I think COVID also shifted that for me. I distinctly remember the you know the day that we were told that yeah we were going into lockdown, and I was in a a state of disbelief about it. You know, as a business owner, it's like what what do we do? And I just had to sit very quietly with it for for a little bit and it was at that time that I learned to surrender mm. and I really learned what the word surrender really meant. And it was a time to, yeah, it was a time of reflection. And the way I used the time was really quite interesting because I always, as a, as a young kid, I would have loved to have been on stage. I can't sing to sa- save myself, <laughs> but I always have loved um dancing and so I was making up these I'd find a song, I'd just find a song and make up a little dance routine to it. And so and I'd do a little recording. I did some with, you know, a couple of friends and um yeah, like a TikTok type of thing. And that was my release. It was sort of like my creative release and it, it killed a lot of time because that, that period of, you know, eight weeks or so where I wasn't on the go and I didn't have that structure um, to you know, to my days and that, you know, the, the jobs to do that, you know, that kind of keep you going. And I'm a bit of a creature of habit as well. You know, I'm quite structured in the way that I do things. So I just let my creative juices flow on the dance floor in my garage at home and it was um, yeah, it was quite funny. It was entertaining myself and a
0: few <laughs> others. <laughs> I wish we could get you up doing one of those TikToks now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I Not wanna see these hours yeah, are they?
1: Think about the promo for this podcast. We oh to something yes. to share.
2: we we'll get it I might be able to send something <laughs> to I love that. Yeah, but it was this, uh, you know the, a release of that creative energy that I've got, and um, you know I still fr- have friends say to me, "When when's the next video coming out?" And I'm like, oh, I'm working full time now. I've got no time for that. But it was um, yeah, it was it was fun. So where are you at the moment? I start a new job tomorrow. Actually, oh, um, yeah. the timing
0: of these podcasts sometimes. Yeah. I know. And when you yeah set the dates out, I'm
2: like, hang on a minute. Um, so, like I said, I've I've sort of moved around a little bit. Um, I was working for the last eighteen months at a um, at a really well established and esteemed winery in this in the Swan Valley, which I really loved. And I I've had this draw to go back to the coast, you know, which is where my venues were. So, yeah, tomorrow I am starting up as venue manager at Island Market in Trigg, right back in my hood again. Um, And we'll see you dancing down at Trigg. I don't know about the dancing, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) I'll be certainly working the floor. And, you know, and it's nice. I've popped in there a couple of times and interesting that there's three chefs there that, you know, used to work for myself and ex-husband, you know, which is a... It's a nice sign that, you know, they've got quality people working in a place that is well-esteemed. It's cool, it's pretty, you know, the coast is right there. So And it's interesting that, you know, I've moved around a little bit and people go, "What? Well, you've got another job, but it's sort of, you know, variety is the spice of life and... I'm, I need to just, you know, find my little my little place and I think that, yeah, that's certainly that drawback to, you know, being close to the ocean again has been a really, it's been a strong one and, and it's nice, I guess, at this stage of my career to know that there's a lot of opportunity out there and that my level of experience is, you know, is held really highly and respected and I look forward to delivering what I've got to offer uh, into a place that I've frequented and, you know, that I think has got a lot of a lot of potential. And I just want to give what I've got, which is a lot. I can't imagine myself ever doing anything outside of hospitality. It's such a, a you know, it's such a vibrant industry to work in. I love the fact that it's very active. I'm not the type to sit still for very yeah. long. Um, and I love being around people. I love, you know, inspiring my team leading by example and, and having that fun factor, looking forward to going to work. It seems like a very simple thing, but it's, it's I'm very addicted to that. So a new chapter starts tomorrow and I'm really, really looking forward to that.
1: I'm excited for you. And it's a perfect time of year to be starting down by the coast. Absolutely.
0: You might have to go and visit Paisley. Oh, <laughs> I love it down there, although I often go into the canteen side because I'm like, I'm in and I'm out, you know, and, yeah, I, and I like yeah. to get the takeaway and then go sit down the beach. And um, But it's it's a beautiful, healthy lifestyle, just the amount of people walking up and down the coast. The positivity catches on quick there.
2: That's right, yeah. And, you know, the outlook, and I think...
0: Being on the coast as well, I, it has a very calming
2: effect on a it does on a on a person, yeah, people. But also in a working environment, it's just got that it's got that softness, you know, as opposed to say being in the city or you know where there's traffic around and you know that sense of of you know calm and easiness transfers into the guest experience, uh, and just watching out the horizon and getting those you know well in forty degree getting the, the first people to get that sea breeze coming through is just you know it's quite joyous and the beautiful you know sunsets that we get every day is
0: different but it's yeah it's a it's an exciting You know, new change for me. Totally. I I worked at a beachside cafe in City Beach at Clancy's Fish Bar. And, um, you know, my friends were so upset if I didn't post a video of the ocean for the day because they were like, we wake up and we want to see what the conditions are like. So we're waiting for your video. (laughs) You know, is it good? Is it windy? What's happening? Are there whales? Um, And it was just, it was so sweet. Yeah. I'd love to learn a bit more about how you nurture the team in terms of, you know, when you're on a shift, what are the sort of things that you're looking for to check in with team and how they're working and individuals are there certain things that you've learned over time to look out for when someone might need a break or a day off and how do you sort of go about that
2: question because it's something very very much at the forefront and I'm very tuned in with my team Uh, as they'll come on to shift it is all about how you're going is everything okay I, I read body language you know very very clearly very well and I can pick up perhaps you know just a facial expression poise the way people are moving is something that I identify with, you know, very easily, and I check in with them, verbally, whether it's pulling aside, are you okay today? You know, you don't seem yourself. Do you want to talk about anything? Is everything okay? Um, but having that, it's a it's a very personalised approach to the team, and that can be hard in some situations. I might have 20 people on, but I'm very, you know, I'm very tuned in, and I'm very aware. Of not only how I feel but how they're feeling as well and if they do need time out you know they can sometimes be under pressure or a guest might have said something a bit abruptly to them it can it can really affect the way that we perform and I'm pretty good at picking up on that that language and and responding to it really quickly and if that means hey just go and take some time and come back when you're ready I'll look after your section or I'll get somebody else in there it is, yeah, it is that level of nurturing that I just, I think is so important and I learnt that, I guess, from a from an early age. You know, I worked with some managers that I thought, you know, I'd never be like you but I also worked with some really, really good managers and like, I want to be like you. You know, I knew early on that I wanted to, you know, I wanted my career to be in hospitality so I, you know, I picked the good and I picked the not so good from, from people that I worked with and that... I guess has formed the person and the manager that I am today. You know, I treat people like I like to be treated, and that's how I speak to them and with them as well. I think that you know something, you know, that I've that I've always said is that you know just because I'm um, you know I'm your manager or your leader, I'm not more superior or more mm-hmm. special than you. I'm just more um, accountable um, and responsible for what what goes on and I think that really resonates with them as well I'm you know I'm not the type of leader that tells people what to do I ask you know for things to be done and it's a a collective um, a collective role I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do myself but even just you know moving through service just walking moving past people you know it's like a not are you okay check in yeah check it yeah and it is constant the whole time because i can i can tell when they're not um and that is about reading the body language and and um and the facial expressions and being there to step in right what can i do yeah. how, how can i help
1: um do you, you think know? that your experience in hospitality and managing people has helped you having two adult children now I was thinking about that or if being a mum has helped you manage people
2: yeah, I think they go hand in hand. And it's interesting because both our sons worked with us in um, you know, in our restaurants from time to time. They decided they don't want to work in hospitality, which is um, which is absolutely mm-hmm. fine. But I do think you know it's important because they could then understand where mum and dad were and why we, you know, would come home, you know, and didn't want to talk to each other and why we why we were exhausted. But it is a it's a It's a very very similar concept you know it's that it's that nurturing you know checking in with your kids and you know how they you know the 22 and and 19 now so you know they're well grown up and um you know and really quite independent but the same thing applies is that you know that checking in with them and uh, having you know kind of relationship where if things aren't you know going well that you know that the there's that open door policy that, yeah. you know, and and same for, you know, for them and the way that they they react to mum and dad. You know, it's been, I suppose, you know, difficult for them, you know, seeing, you know, what we've gone through. But you know, we're a really tight caring family, and they now understand sort of on a you know on a personal level that you know mum and dad are much happier because they're not. Um, you know, they're not living in a in a in a way that was you know that was too difficult. So the, the lessons that I think our boys have learned about positive relationships, whether it's a working relationship or a personal relationship, is something that um, you know their dad and I are really proud of. You know, they're not easy decisions, yeah. and life you know life moves. But I think as you know as parents and as people, we owe that to you know to our kids to. Um, show them that even though we're not together, we still love each other, and we're still very proud of our achievements.
1: And it would have been so nice for them to be able to go to work and see their parents working on something that they're really passionate about. I was just thinking, I was like, I don't think I ever went to work with my parents. Yeah. Um, but it, it just would have been such a really kind of cool coming-of-age thing to be able to see that and work and be a part yeah. of it as well as a yeah. family.
2: And they were young too, you know, at sort of 14 and 16 and, you know, they learnt skills. Um, they also learnt that they did not want to be in hospitality, <laughs> and that's, yeah, which fine. is absolutely fine. Um, and they've both gone on to, you know, to to careers that they were, you know, really um, interested in and, you know, and it's good. It's just, yeah, I think, it, yeah, as I said, it's a as a person and as a parent, we owe that to to our offspring to see that, you know, we can all be in the same room with new partners and, you know, and that's, you know, that we're being
0: mature about it. You know, I suppose not forgetting all of our great achievements. I like to hear different opinions around, as a business owner, firstly, in your experience, did you find it beneficial for your staff and also for yourself and the business to be present more often? Um, you know, I see so many different versions of, businesses where the owner's almost never there and it's the manager or businesses where the owners walk in and they're quite present. Like, what do you think about that from your personal experience? I think it's,
2: <laughs> it's vital. My, my intention when we, when we went into our first venue was to, to be there for six months and then to step back to, you know, to play the mum role. Um, I fell in love with it and I was, you know, it was, it was part of that addiction. I wanted to be Heart of it, I wanted to be at the coalface. I wanted to be leading the team, and and I think it is really important when you when you're passionate and when you you know it's your brand. If you're not present and you're not, um, I suppose, leading the team, then a lot gets lost in the translation, and it's a pride factor. And we were both very very proud of what we were achieving. So and and it's nice to be the face of your own own venue because the relationships that you build with your customer base, your clientele, that was really important too. And I used to love that, you know, have your, have your regulars ensured they'd have the same table every Sunday morning, pretty much all of the same, you know, the same breakfast or, or whatever. But th- it's the value of those those relationships that you build and the support that you offer to your team. You know, I wanted to be, we both wanted to be a part of that and there were times when it was like... oh. You know, I remember I'd take my dog for a walk on a Sunday morning, and the anxiety levels would build because I thought, oh, so long as you know every every person turned up to work today, we're going to be fine. Um, because it was like that, you know, like in the um, I suppose the that, that roller coaster, that adrenaline that would build, and just like please, please, please make it make sure it's okay, <laughs> because just being one soldier down, it could affect things so dramatically, um, and it was. You know, it's satisfying, and you'd walk away from a you know really really busy day feeling absolutely exhausted, um, but feeling so satisfied as well. Like yes, we did it. Well, we that, made it through another day.
1: That's what I loved about the story that you mentioned earlier that you had gone down south away from the venue, and you had Rob Broadfield come in, and have lunch that day, and then report back that you kind of you realize that you, you you've entrusted all of um, your staff and they're capable and they're fine and you can step away and see that it can still still run, which is, I think, a really successful thing. Absolutely.
2: Um, yeah, we were very, very proud and yeah. relieved, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we passed on that, that pride and that um, appreciation yeah. to the team. Yeah. Um, straight wonderful. away and just, you know, and we, you know, th- th- the call was made right after... You know, we got the call and it was like, well done, guys. You know, like this is, you know, this is such an amazing achievement and we're so proud of you that we don't have to be there to achieve great results. And yeah. I think that's an indication that, you know, the, the foundation was was laid very, very strongly um, with the team so that, you know, we didn't have to be tied 100% yeah. of the time to the business.
1: Yeah. take a breath.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And share that, you know, share that pride and share that, um, you know, that enthusiasm, which I think, you know, going back to your, you know, your question before, Paisley was very, you know, it is about giving credit where it's due and and making sure that your team know they really play a very integral part in the success. It can't be done just by one or two people. It can't be done just by the owner operator. It. It really requires everybody to have that, that care, that passion, mm. um, you know, that, 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 that genuine interest in, in success, in, you know, actually achieving great things together.
0: I've always found that where there is an employer or a business owner who is present, and I'm not saying every single day, but when you can see that human in the face as well as the team, those venues seem to have a stronger sense of community in general. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like there's a greater sense of, you know, That's customers yeah. tend to hang yeah. around, staff tend to build relationships. It's, yeah, it's special.
2: And yeah, and I, you know, like I've had clientele, I've run into them, you know, in the local supermarket and... um you know, every week we would, you know, have conversations. They'll ask, you know ask ask after our kids, and you mm. know how, you know, what's It's like there's a story, like, and there's chapters to that story. So, it's interesting to still have the, you know, those relationships or those opportunities with people that you've basically built, you know, friendships with, business, you know, business associations and friendships with, it, you know, and over thirty odd years. Um, you know, there's a lot of that going on. But it is that, yeah, It's a, it personalises. And it makes it, as a business owner, it makes it more, um, you know, personal, more special. It's not just a transaction. It's not clinical. Um, it is actually, yeah, it's very community-based. And I suppose, you know, in the North Beach Trigg area, it was very much like that. You know, it's got a very strong mm. community feel. Um, and those, yeah, those those relationships that you build over time become... Such a you know, such a joyful and enjoyable part of going into going into work because it's not just the you know just different random people coming in all the time. Sure. These are actually people that know you, they know your story, they know your struggles, they know your trials, your tribulations, and it, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a really nice thing to be a part of. It can become your village, the place where you go. And like you said, with hospitality, you do spend a lot of time at the venue. You know, you're going to spend a lot of time there. Even afterwards as an employee, you're probably going to hang around. You see these people all the time. They form your friendships. That sometimes previous friends you may have had fall away because it does become your work-life balance. So sometimes there's a bit of a surrender to this is my community now Mm -hmm. as opposed to, because like you said, sometimes when you finish the shift and then you go home, you don't often want to go, okay, well now uh, who do I need to engage that I haven't seen for a long time? Because that's sort of off time. So, you're on, and these are your friends and your family and your social time and your business place. And then you go home to rest. So, it can be difficult to find yourself in a tug of war with maintaining other relationships yeah. that maybe are fading away too. And
2: interesting that you should bring that up because <laughs> just yesterday um, I caught up with um, a group of friends who were all, you know, I met through employment of them at one of my venues. And that was, you know, 20 years ago and they have formed really really strong close friendships and so we were talking about it just yesterday and so there's four of us and we all used to you know work together this was in in our first venue and the fact that the strength of those those friendships is still there and how close we all are and we've you know we've traveled through so much in our lives and it was quite poignant that I said, you know, because I told them I was coming in today and it was sort of just like the timing of it. And also, I've sort of reflected on, you know, the forming of friendships and relationships. There's three or four couples that, you know, that I've employed, people that have met through their employment with us that have gone on to get married mm. and now starting families. And, you know, I joke with them saying, you can call your firstborn after me if you like, because, <laughs> you know, this association is actually... All up to me, um, but it's a you know it's nice and it does you know hospitality is a type of you know industry where it does really you know it does change those those patterns of um, how you socialise and the people that you socialise with it, it it really brings people together in, you know in a nice way and I can I can safely say I mean I didn't I didn't go to school in you know I I grew up in New Zealand so my whole friendship base is um, purely around the people that I've met through through hospitality and they're very very strong bonds um, you know because we all have to have that little sense of crazy to do what we do <laughs> I
1: guess spark yes 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 we love the spark uh, we like to round out the podcast with a final question of what does healthy hospitality mean to you
2: um i think look it is about having a mutual respect for you know the people that you work with and you know as I mentioned before it's about you know it's not about seniority or superiority it's about having you know a level of mutual respect for each other regardless of what what kind of role we work in and and the care factor the caring the nurturing the looking out for people um our self-care as well as I mentioned you know whether it's my quirky, you know, Instagram reels in the morning just to make sure that my mood and my energy is in the right place. But the self care in looking after ourselves, getting enough sleep, eating well, getting exercise, getting sunshine, having a swim in the ocean, having that having that balance. Um, and another thing that's quite important to me that that really resonates is um, the level of freedom, you know, that comes to you when you don't take anything personally because it's very very difficult sometimes to I suppose to have to accept the way that somebody treats you or talks to you you need to be able to walk away from that and go it's not me you know and and to be able to evaluate uh, people's responses to you or their behavior towards you you know this is not about me it's about them and that's okay so yeah, having a having a realistic approach to you know the various people that you will come across. Um, it, it teaches you a lot, a lot of really valuable things about healthy relationships, um, healthy interactions with people, um, and that's a, that's a part that I love. You know, you can love it or t- you know love it or leave it, but it teaches you so much about you know reading situations, reading personalities, having to adapt to different demographics or different uh, different moods of people um, different different sort of situations and teaching um, i guess my team to be able to evaluate you know and and not to address you know a couple of elderly elderly women as hi guys how hey, how hey, you know, you know <laughs> mm. it's little things like that you know <laughs> and mannerisms and um yeah a, yeah assessing situations and and adapting Um, it's fun
0: no day is ever the same and and no two people are the same so yeah you've watched many culture shifts happen in hospitality and you're aware it takes time right absolutely are we on our way yeah (laughs) (laughs) certainly are that's really exciting thanks for coming in and sharing your story with us my pleasure it's been great it's been really good
1: They say that you're only as good as the content you consume. So thank you for making the healthy decision to listen to Back of House, Front of Mind today, presented by Healthy Mind Menu.
0: If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe and also follow us on social media. If you know somebody who may benefit from this podcast, please share with them. See you at the next one.